You're listening to P.F.'s Tape Recorder. This is the biggest name in comedy, Kostaki Economopolis. Hello there, I'm P.F. This is my tape recorder. Coming up, comedian Lewis Black discusses facts and information. The problem is, is we get a lot of information, we don't have a lot of facts. We got all the information any, any society has ever dreamed up, but we have no facts. There are no facts. You can't find facts. And then seriously, my job is to find facts so I can base my act on some sort of reality system. And they're impossible to find. I mean, they are really hard to find. We'll hear more from Lewis in just a bit. We have a brand new edition of What Kind of Nonsense Is That? Kind of a double play. Uh, a two for Tuesday, if you will, even if you're not listening on Tuesday. But first, as always, fake news. And now, fake news with me. The president of Italy-based Barilla, the world's largest pasta producer, sparked a boycott of his famed firm this past Thursday after saying he would not show gay families in the firm's ads. I would never make a spot with a homosexual family, Guido Barilla. Yes, indeed. Guido Barilla said on the Italian radio program La Zanzara, according to the Italian news agency Anza. Not out of a lack of respect, he continued, but because I do not see it like they do. My idea of a classic family is one where the woman has a fundamental role. And I don't know where the mistress fits in there, but, um, you know, uh, a study shows 75% of Italian men have cheated. That was back in 2006. Anyway, he later apologized and said he supports gay marriage and is against people not buying his noodles. Video game manufacturer Electronic Arts will not publish a version of its college football game in 2014 and may stop doing so permanently because of litigation concerning the use of the athletes' names and likenesses the company announced this past Thursday. The company also said it was trying to settle the lawsuits that have been filed against it by former college athletes. EA's argument seems to be, hey, everyone else is making money for free off these kids, why shouldn't we? And speaking of video games, there were plenty of headlines for game maker Take-Two Interactive last week when it announced that Grand Theft Auto V had raked in over $1 billion in sales in just three days of release. That's quicker than any form of entertainment has ever managed to earn $1 billion, and it took 17 days for Avatar to rake in that much money for perspective. Uh, many have blamed the series for more violent behavior in children and young adults, with the NRA president Wayne LaPierre saying the only way to stop kids from playing violent video games is a good guy with a gun. Not sure what he meant by that. One week after a Los Angeles high school distributed iPads to its students, the kids had bypassed the device's security to download apps, listen to music, and hang out on Twitter. Theodore Roosevelt High School was one of the first to pass out iPads as part of a $1 billion initiative scheduled to put one in the hands of every student in the L.A. school system within a year. But the introduction didn't go as smoothly as planned, according to the Los Angeles Times. The school allowed the students to take the tablets home, but thought the security lock would stop them from being able to browse the web or download and use unauthorized apps. The students did earn extra credit in their computer science classes, which of course, they're all getting A-pluses in. The children's book series Captain Underpants has surprisingly topped the list of the most banned books in America in 2012, beating out the much more controversial Fifty Shades of Grey, which in its first run was subtitled Captain No Underpants. 
And finally, on the eve of its 15th anniversary, Google unveiled the latest updates to its famed search engine at a press event held on Thursday in the garage of the Menlo Park, California house where it all started. According to Forbes, Google made the change about a month ago, but purposely didn't announce the advance until one day before the celebration of its 15th anniversary. The change involves an update to Google's core search algorithm, now codenamed Hummingbird, and it allows users to obtain more relevant and useful search results by making its search engine serve longer, more complex questions. Like, with so much information available, how are people so uninformed? And that's been Fake News with me. Hey, everybody, don't forget to check out our friends over at Ross Rants. It's rossrants.com. It's a funny website, funny news, kind of like the fake news we do, only in print form. He's got some funny stories this week about Simon Cowell, Vladimir Putin, which is hilarious. I won't spoil it for you. The Royal Baby and uh, CNN. He takes a poke at them as well. So do check out Ross Rants at rossrants.com. Check it out. It's time for another installment of... What kind of nonsense is that? And we've got a double header for you today. Uh, first, we'll go to the USA Today. Now, I sometimes forget, as much as I love it, how fluffy the USA Today is and how it's really not hard-hitting journalism. But uh, they had a little video feature on their website discussing Obamacare and Senator Ted Cruz's filibuster uh, trying to block the vote on whether to raise the debt ceiling and uh, uh, continue funding Obamacare. Anyway, so here's what USA Today had to say about this whole situation. Texas Senator Ted Cruz had the chance to read a little Dr. Seuss during his 21-hour talkathon. He also found plenty of time to make some misleading statements. Fact check is all over it, and President Obama isn't off the hook either. Sounds like we have some fair and balanced reporting coming up from USA Today. What have you got? But Cruz's talk, which was not technically a filibuster, was also not technically accurate. Eugene Kiley and the team at factcheck.org have been going through the senator's 21-hour talk. They're reviewing President Obama's chat with former President Bill Clinton as well. So USA Today goes on to point out, uh, supported by the factcheck.org site, that uh, Cruz's uh, accusation that UPS dropped spouses from coverage uh, was in error. They actually just dropped spouses who get, could get coverage other places. And they volleyed it back over to uh, President Obama speaking to former President Clinton, and uh, apparently President Obama has been exaggerating the fact that the uh, increase in healthcare costs has, has been increasing as fast because of the implication, the implementation of the ACA or the coming implementation of the ACA, uh, the Affordable Care Act. Uh, but people are saying, experts, economists are saying, no, no, what's really causing that to happen is a down economy. Okay, so, um, and they're economists, I trust them on that one, no problem there. And then it volleys back over to another... Uh, a point that Mr. Cruz made about IRS employees being able to opt out of the ACA, which they cannot, so uh, USA Today corrects that. And, well, <laughs> there you go, both sides doing a little fib in there. But if you actually go and do some fact-checking and go to factcheck.org, you see a really, really long piece that starts off with a lot of stuff about Ted Cruz, and then it does the spouse thing, then it goes to the Obama exaggeration in the cost curve, then it goes back to Ted Cruz and more Ted Cruz, and still more Ted Cruz. Oh, wait, here. Oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's Rand Paul. He stood in for uh, Senator Cruz and also has some stuff. That <laughs> wasn't true. So, really, it's kind of like USA Today in the sports section saying, uh, on Wednesday, the Boston Red Sox beat the Colorado Rockies 15-5. to <laughs> It was a close game. Anybody could have won that game. It could have gone either way. All right. That is... What kind of nonsense is that? 
part one. Now, uh, when I was putting together the dumb bit, of course, I was having a little bit of trouble. And who are you going to call for some kind of nonsense? Of course, you're going to call Newsbusters. They posted a story actually out of something called CNS News. And their slogan is the right news right now. And the keyword there is right. All right. In fact, there's a little pop-up ad on the side here. Tell the liberal media to stop lying to me. All right. Anyway, uh, so they actually post a story. They actually just repurposed a story from BuzzFeed. Uh, the BuzzFeed story was nine potential mass shootings that were stopped by someone with a personally owned firearm. And if your BS detector is going off, well, rightfully so, because uh, while these actually were uh, cited uh, news stories, uh, they were could be interpreted a number of ways. And um, Mother Jones magazine took a look at these, and using the same sources that BuzzFeed used, kind of point out that a lot of these cases were like, uh, they were armed security guards, in other words, trained people, off-duty police officers, things like that. So it wasn't as, as heroic as it all sounds. So anyway, cnsnewsthere.com, uh, to round it out, uh, adds a story of their own that they uh, take from a uh, Oklahoma City uh, TV station, and uh, well, this is what happened. A man reportedly upset with the military fires a barrage of bullets in northwest Oklahoma City. To the reporter live on the scene they go. And Kelly, this evening we talked to a lot of people who live out here. They all say that this guy is a Marine on leave and he showed up here at the apartment complex right behind me to visit his father for the holidays. And the only thing Oklahoma City police are telling us at this point is that he was upset with his military status. And as it turns out, as officers were responding, uh, a citizen at this complex also armed with a firearm disarmed our suspect. Well, he came out and, and uh, pointed his weapon, and then the Marine dropped his weapon and ran back into his father's apartment. So I guess he kind of disarmed him. I don't mean to pick nits here. Several problems with this, uh, however. Uh, first of all, um, the, the one thing everyone is asking for here, at least I am, is that if it, the, the, the guns are already there. We're never going to get the guns back, okay? That's fine. And uh, this is going to surprise you, and I've mentioned this before. Uh, a lot of progressives own guns. Bill Maher owns a gun. Why? Because he doesn't trust the fact that other people have guns. It's kind of like the, the uh, airplane crash thing. People would rather drive than fly, even though flying is a lot safer. Uh, more people die in car crashes than die in airplane crashes. But I guess the thinking is, is if you're in a plane crash, you're more likely to perish than you are in a car crash. And I guess people figure, you know, in a gun battle, well, if I have a gun and someone else has a gun, I trust myself more. I totally get that. That's fine. I merely, and a lot of other people are asking, just... Maybe a background check, maybe some training. A lot of people in these stories BuzzFeed uh, points out, trained individuals, security guards, off-duty policemen, ex-military. But then, of course, you have a problem with ex-military, uh, go through some horrific things, show up in Oklahoma City, and things don't go too well. So... Just a lot of th things going on in that situation that don't make it make it as cut and dry as people would like you to believe. Glad it turned out okay. The Marine was uh, taken off to get help that he needed. No shots were fired. That's terrific. But this notion that our, our solution to the problem is, hey, we just simply need more guns to combat gun, gun violence. And, and to me, that just smacks of... What kind of nonsense is that? Lewis Black is a stand-up comedian noted for his angry observations on politics and society. He's a regular on The Daily Show with Jon Stewart, where he does his commentaries called Back and Black, and he sells out theaters across the country with his angry rants. Here now is our interview with Lewis Black.
Okay, joining us on PS Tape Recorder, this is huge. It's Lewis Black. Lewis, welcome to the show. I'm certainly glad to be on a pod. There you go. Well, and also in a, a big feature in Cincinnati City Beat, which many, many people in oh, Greater Cincinnati nice. will see. Yeah, so kind of kind of some double exposure there for you. Um, we well, that's very good. Yeah, we haven't spoken in years. I think the last time we spoke was during the Bush administration. Fortuitous we are talking today as Ted Cruz is continuing his fake filibuster there uh, in in the Senate. And uh, I wanted to ask you, back in, I think it was when we spoke last, it was probably 2006, I'm guessing, you said that the Republicans were out of their effing minds. And I want to know how you feel about them now. <laughs> well, I mean, they're both. Uh, I mean, both sides are so beyond repair. I mean, I don't know. I, 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 I mean, that turning the TV on this morning and watching him talk, it's like uh, in, in a, for no reason, for no reason at all, other than in, for his own ego gratification. It, you know, we, you know, and really, and why not spend the, you know, that time? Why don't you try to explain to us what it is that really upsets you about uh, health care for everyone? And then uh, if you don't like this, Bill, but you believe in health care for everyone, then w- w- how would you improve it? Yeah. Rather than reading me from Dr. Seuss. I mean, a fake filibuster. I mean, how far from reality do we have to get to sit there and have a guy run a fake filibuster and then have it covered if it's news? If it's fake, it's not news. Then it's the Daily Show. Yeah, exactly. Uh, one of the hashtags on Twitter this morning was keep cruising with a Z. And I was wondering, I wonder if they know what cruising means apart from. <laughs> yeah, no, especially with a Z. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, speaking of news and things like that, one thing I was really excited about, I think this happened last year and then it didn't go anywhere, was uh, you were tapped to do a uh, an American version of the news quiz over there on BBC Radio 4, of which I'm a huge fan. And uh, yes. how did that come together originally? Well, originally it came together, they got in touch, and I was able to put it in my schedule, and it really worked out. But it was, um, and I really kind of wanted to do it, but it was just, uh, you know, but it's, you know, they, they took so long to figure it out, and, uh, and whether they were going to do it or not. And, that, uh, and then it wasn't really consistent, so there was no way with my schedule to figure out how to put it together in the uh, schedule. Okay. And it's too bad. And they, they kind of wanted to do it as a TV show and done it, you know, all that stuff. But uh, it just never came to be. And you hate to say this, but they, they, uh, you know, they don't, they don't pay enough for what they're asking. Well, it it, it is it is government funded broadcasting now, isn't it? But um, <laughs> I, no, I understand that. But it really becomes like yeah, in the midst of everything, sure. you're going to go. And, what, and it didn't bother me. I can do it. But, I mean, they're having people work for, you know, uh, people who should be really kind of, it, it was not, it, for the amount of time put in, it was, uh, you know, uh, kind of weird. Um, yeah. And I would just like, to, I mean, if it was simply just let's sit down and have a discussion, and da, 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 but then it's got to be scripted, and then it's got to be this, and then it's got to be that, and all of a sudden you're into something else. Yeah, I mean, it was a great concept because, um, you know, like I said, I'm a huge fan of the of the British show, and you had a great panel, uh, Kathleen Madigan and Ted Alexandro, and I can't remember who the fourth person was, someone also equally. The fourth person, Andy Borowitz. That's right, yeah, 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 oh yeah, that guy, is he's hilarious on Twitter. Uh, and he's very funny, he's a very, very funny man, and he may actually, 
be doing the show. They tried to resurrect it with him hosting, and I don't know if okay. it got off the ground. It's, it just, uh, you know, it, it just, I don't know if that happened or not. So uh, w- was it supposed to be for the BBC, or were they going to market it to public radio here as well, or both? They were going to do it here and there. They did it in one city that I know of, New York, yeah. and uh, and that was it. You know, and the thing was, is they couldn't time it. That was the other thing. Yeah. They had trouble, you know, like BB, the, BB, the BBC News show, and, you know, this show, in, in, in which I've done in, in London, uh is like a once a week thing. Yeah, we weren't. We were like, we're going to do it now because there's a lot of news. Now we're going to do it now because there's a lot of news. Yeah, um, yeah. It's a shame it it, uh, it didn't work out. It's I I'll, I recommend it to folks to listen to the British version that aren't uh, familiar with it. It's kind of like uh, our wait wait don't tell me, but um, a little different. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, back to politics. Um, are you just worn out at this point? Because after the election, I know I sure was. But do you still find new new things to talk about, or does just society in generally uh, you know, providing you more material these days? Well, no. I mean, yeah, there's, it never ends. There. I mean, you know, Ted Cruz it becomes a font. It's a fountain that uh, you know, and a gift that doesn't stop giving. I mean, it's <laughs> you know, every time you turn around, all it really is is trying to describe. Uh, I feel like I'm trying each time I go out to do what essentially is, uh, you know, the next special or working on the next special or doing my act is, uh, I'm really attempting to describe just how big the psychosis really is. <laughs> and now it's massive. And I, and I keep saying, you know, it's one of the things I think I do on stage is I have to be in order to give what we're living through some sort of a framework. I have to be crazier than what I'm seeing, and now they're pushing my envelope. Ah, and uh, a lot of people think maybe you're feigning anger, but I think a lot of it's coming from a real place, from what I've witnessed. Over oh, yeah, no, I'm not. I mean, what I'm, I'm not feigning anger. You can't be really angry and keep people entertained, or yeah. it becomes upsetting. Sure. And I know that from, from, from trial and error, uh, but, it, but it does come from a real place. This is really beyond... I mean, seriously, the level I have of disgust is, I keep thinking, I can't be any more disgusted, and then I am. <laughs> and then they they prove you wrong. Um, well, they do. I mean, they're not, they're not, I mean, really, in a, in a time frame, we had a time when we shouldn't have been going to war because we couldn't afford it, in the Iraq, uh, ridiculous. I mean, the thing that we did there, we, we couldn't afford it. We shouldn't have been there. There was no weapons of mass destruction. And then at a time when we seemed to be winding down and there, there should have been a, a, a peaceful time where we could start dealing with our own country, we couldn't deal with, we not only couldn't deal with foreign issues, we can't deal with domestic issues. We can't even do what we have to do here. Why do we think we can do anything over there? Yeah. That's On any a, level. Yeah. Exactly, and uh, that whole Syria thing, so weird in that you had uh, some progressives that wanted to intervene, and you had conservatives that didn't, but then, of course, you had a healthy bunch of conservatives that did and a bunch of progressives that didn't, but, man, what a, nobody could seem to really nail down a position that really um, was counter to the other side because everybody kind of had their own—it really was kind of a bipartisan issue, but of all things to be bipartisan on— yeah, it was weird. I mean, it's, but that's the only time we're bipartisan. You know, we can we're bipartisan when it comes to catastrophe and war. Yeah, yeah. There you go. 
And it's not, you know, I mean, probably should take that out of the vocabulary. It's just called, you know, these people were sent there to compromise. That's what government's about. There's no discussion of that. There's no, like, it should be this or it should be that. It's compromise. You get a little, they get a little. That's the deal. Move on. Yeah. Okay? And, you got, and, you, and you're not doing what you mean. You can't even come up with the budget and you're pointing fingers at each other. You know, stop it. I don't have time. I don't care who you think is at fault. I don't give a damn. You, you sit down. You wanted to go do this. Go do it. And stay out of our face. Because while you're in our face, you're also, you've made it impossible for a lot of people to get to work <laughs> yeah. or find work. Yeah. It, it, I it, mean, they're so in a bubble that it is beyond comprehension. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the, you know, people making a uh, hundred and like, I, I can't remember what it was, it was the other day uh, of one of the congressmen was complaining he, he was stuck making like $170,000 a year, which is just crazy. Yeah. Well, it is crazy, and it's like, uh, then, then get another job if you can't live on that. Yeah, yeah. Get a better paying job, jackass. Become a lobbyist. <laughs> <laughs> make 250 There you go. Yeah, exactly. Um, boy, so, uh, I mean, but it's it's good for your business, though. I mean, right? Over, and, and at the end of the day, it's, you know, the, the craziness benefits uh, you and, and your friends over at The Daily Show and, and places like that, and so. Yeah, but, I mean, you don't want your, you know, it's, you know, you don't want, you, you don't want, it, it's like, uh, I mean, that's like the, uh, in, in essence, uh, the, 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 you know, but that's also, Ted, you know, these other people like Ted Cruz also benefit from this craziness. And yeah. so uh, would I rather not have the craziness so that uh, none of us are benefiting from it? Yeah. And we, I still could find things that are funny to talk about. Um, it, it's funny that um, it, it, the irony, and I discussed this before on the podcast, and other people have made this point, like uh, Jimmy Dore, uh, is that you know we have this great uh, ability right at our fingertips. In fact, I'm sitting in front of two of them right now, a computer, and talking to you on one that you can look up information and verify things, and people don't really want to seem to do that. They just you know, oh, I'll just share this Facebook post that may or may not be true, or you know, just it's incredible how we have this great wealth of information, yet no one seems to want to use it. Well, no, we got a lot. Of, you know, like the problem is, is we got a lot of information. We don't have a lot of facts. Yeah, we yeah, got we all have. the information any any uh, society has ever dreamed of, but we have no facts. There are no facts. You can't find facts. And then, seriously, my job is to find facts, so I can base my act on some sort of reality system. Yeah, and they're impossible to find. I mean, they are really hard to find. I mean, the the fact here's a simple fact. The fact is. Uh, you earn over like one hundred and thirteen to one hundred and seventeen thousand dollars this year. I think it's one hundred and thirteen. None of that money is taxed going to the social security system. So I do that in front of the audience every night. In front of fifteen hundred people, I'm lucky if seventy people even knew that. That's astonishing. I mean, it's just astonishing. And I had to discover that on page like sixteen of the newspaper. So if I'm if I'm just finding that out about social security, imagine what the Affordable uh, uh, Health Care Act is. Oh, yeah. Is like. Well, exactly, yeah. Yeah, it's very, very tough know, to get the bottom nobody of knows, Because, I mean, I can't, look, you're, you're, the argument was about whether we wanted health care for everyone or not. That's the argument. Um, yeah. Whether this is the way to go, nobody knows. Nobody has any ideas to so shut up. Yeah. Because you don't know. And, and if you... 
if you th- and, and the other thing is, is that these people, if you think you can make it better, why haven't you been doing that? You had, you had that you've had the time, you've had nothing but time. Instead of telling me what is wrong, that you don't want it, you sit down because you got it, and you were told by the American people to go make it happen, and then figure it out. I mean, it's just, it's, rep- I mean, it really is criminal. I mean, that to me is the problem. I feel like I'm watching, for the first time in my life, I thought they were schmucks, so they're funny, they're stupid, they're this. No, they're criminals. Yeah. You don't get, you don't get to, to, uh, to, um, to take down the American government. You don't get to, to, uh, to, to uh, shut down the American government. You don't get to do that. I get to do it. The people get to do it. You're an elected official. You're a part of the government. You don't get to shut it down. We're the ones who get to shut it down. Yep. But, uh, you know, ballots matter, I guess. People don't think they do, but, you know, at, at the end of the day, they do. Yeah, but, they, you know, but one of the things that they've done spectacularly on both sides of the aisle is to, to make everyone feel as if their vote doesn't matter. They've done a tremendous job of doing that. They yeah. couldn't have disenfranchised people more you know, than they're done. Yeah, and they've made other people so, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for, uh, jaded that, uh, you know, they, they think, why bother? Yeah. Good strategy <laughs> on their part. Well, the, bother, you, the reason you bother is because that's the only, the only way you get to bitch. Yeah, exactly. Is if, yeah. You, is, if you, uh, is if you vote. Then you can bitch all you want. Exactly. Um, uh, I, now, I only watch the Daily Show sporadically because I don't have cable anymore, but I do, do watch it on the, on the Internet. Um, but I haven't seen you on there lately. Do you, just, do you still turn up every now and then uh, doing the back and black? Yeah, I do. I was okay. there in August. I was okay. there in uh, July. Um, and I'll be back in, uh, if all goes well, next week. Boy, my, uh, my favorite one ever still has got to be Glenn Beck as Nazi Tourette's. Oh my God! Oh yeah. <laughs> well, there's a new one that, if you haven't seen it, that uh, you can get on YouTube, which is about Rick Barry. Okay, great, awesome. I'll have to look that one up. Yeah, I love that man. I think you'll like that one. Cool, cool. We'll link to that as well on the Podbean page then. And uh, so, apart from politics, things I know in the uh, the Carnegie Hall special, you talked about a candy corn, which I was reminded of because my wife bought a bag of candy corn for my daughters last night at the store, and uh, wow. they went at it. But um, what what are like non political things? Uh, you know, and how do those things equal the level of, um, I don't know, of uh, annoyance that politics does when they come to getting into your act? Well, you know, I mean, you know, well, you know, the, 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 um, I just finished talking about, I've talked a lot about Facebook and uh, ADD, you know, ADD, um, you know, all of that stuff, Twitter, everything. I mean, I kind of, and it, it makes me as angry as the other stuff. I mean, it's, uh, and partly I talk about, um, about that stuff because, uh, uh, A, because it irritates me, but B, because, uh, you know, I used to like, when I used to do the act, I'd talk about weather and I'd yell about weather for 10 minutes <laughs> and weather meant and, uh, what it allows, what it gets, it, you know, what the audience begins to realize is, is I'm, it, it, you know, that I'm just as crazy when it comes to those things as it is when it comes to politics. That they both make me that the whole thing that I'm nuts. Yeah, basically. yeah. <laughs> I and I am kind of in a way. Uh, 
I mean, Facebook makes me crazy. I mean, the uh, and the fact that I joined it, and the fact that uh, I did, I I joined something that gave me no instructions. I had no idea what I was getting myself into, and uh, and it's it's just astonishing. I mean, I got a thing to, you know, and people are downloading stuff that is just. I mean, I got a thing yesterday from Google Maps and what. I mean, it's and you know, you know, nobody reads down those. You know, you go, okay, I agree to this. So I'm reading what it means, you know, what they precisely they're going to do and what they can do with their new app that improves and enhances their map system is also gather up all of my contacts from my phone. It's like, you know, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did that the other I mean, day with something. You know, and then I thought, you know, I'm, I'm saying no, but there, there's some schmuck who has me as a contact who didn't say no. Oh, that's right. I didn't even think of that. Huh. Yeah, that's um. Yeah, it's a lot of times under these contests, and it'll say, "Oh yeah, you know, enter to win this free trip to Chicago." Oh great. Yeah, we also want your email contacts and all your friends. I'm like, why? I mean, I know why, but I mean, that's you know, yeah. it seems a little. If they want to go to Chicago, I'll let them know. <laughs> I'll let them know how the trip was. I'll let them know about you. Yeah. But you know, you don't need you don't need to be bothering people like that. It's crazy. Yeah. So, are there any other projects you haven't uh, tackled that you would? You did the so, Carnegie Hall thing, Daily Show, regular thing, the uh, the the Radio Four show that um, you know that you did anything, any vehicle or platform that you haven't tried that you'd like to? I still would like to do a, a series at some point, but it's, it doesn't look like it's ever going to happen because they basically I'm involved in, uh, in my name or myself is involved in some sort of bitch that goes on twice a year. Some are still have been ongoing. They've been rejected over time. Four or five years. Yeah. But I'd say it's been twice a year, twice a, twice a year for the past 10 years. And nothing seems to come to pass. And uh, I was, uh, I mean, the last one, the last big one was uh, for um, David Kelly did a thing called Harry's Law. And it was written yeah. for me. And it was, uh, and it, and uh, and NBC, you know, they're basically not David, but uh, NBC basically pushed, and uh, they gave it to Kathy Bates. Yeah, that was actually uh, was supposed to take place here in Cincinnati. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Hmm. Wow, that would have been really cool. I mean, I ain't mad at Kathy Bates, but wow, that would have been really cool to have uh, you in that. Holy cow! Yeah, it was. A, it would have been a different show. I mean, I think Kathy Bates is great. Sure. I certainly, oh, wouldn't yeah. compare me as an actor to her, but it's just. It was written for me, and yeah. I just, I, you know, it just, it, it doesn't make sense. They, in part, you know, I mean, they just don't seem to get me, so I kind of go on and do other things. Yeah, yeah, that, I can see that, yeah. You, uh, that's, um, I, I wouldn't say you're an acquired taste, but you have to, people have to really be, uh, you know, a little brighter, I think, to kind of catch on. <laughs> that's a way to put it. All right, well, uh, I thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule, sir. Appreciate it. We'll see you in Cincinnati right. in two weeks, and big feature in City Beat, and the podcast will drop Sunday, and all kinds of exposure. Well, I really appreciate your time. I, I do, and I, I hope you like to hear you. Yeah, oh, great. Uh, always good talking to you, Lewis. Thanks a lot. Good to talk to you. Thank right. you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks again to Lewis Black for being on the show. You can catch Lewis October 4th 
at the Peabody Opera House in St. Louis, Missouri, and then Saturday, October 5th at the Taft Theater in Cincinnati, Ohio. October 10th, he's at Stamba Auditorium in Youngstown, Ohio, and you can just Google the rest of uh, his dates. Just type in Louis Black tour dates. All right, so uh, just head to the Podbean page if you're listening to this any other way than through Podbean directly for uh, any uh, links and uh, pertinent information we discussed on the show today. Uh, PF Tape Recorder logo designed by Dan Koble. Check out Dan and Logan's podcast, Magic Potion, in iTunes. Just search iTunes for that. Uh, let me see what else. Like us on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter at PF66. Original music for PF Tape Recorder composed and performed by John Veropoulos and Doug O'Connor with a little help from me. Uh, heading out to see Pet Shop Boys in Chicago this week in fact, by the time you hear this, I will already have seen the show. I will have a review for you next week on that. Other than uh, that bit of business, I, all I have to say is so long and thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.